The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. What is going on, my Ghost Squad? Welcome to the Armed Citizen Podcast Live. This is episode number 330. I think the title says 230, but that's 100 episodes behind. We are on episode 330. We are streaming live, as always, on YouTube to over 150 countries worldwide. If you're out there in the live chat, go ahead and say something. We do not know that you're out there unless you do. If you're watching this in replay or listening in podcast form, the conversation does not have to end here. Go ahead and utilize that comment section below. Let us know what we're doing wrong, uh, how ugly I am. It, it, you know, I, I hear it all. You're not going to offend me, but go ahead and leave a comment below. If you have any questions for our guests, then go ahead and leave those, and I'll make sure they get those questions answered as well. If you are in the live chat and you want to ask a question to our guests tonight, go ahead and, and tag myself and and we'll, uh, we'll try to get those questions answered as quickly as possible. If you want to text into the show, yes, you can text into the show. Utilize the Ghost Tactical Hotline presented by our good friends over at Wilder Tactical. That number is 530-364-4678. And go check out wildertactical.com. If you're a veteran, really anybody, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that hole, you're in that darkness, and you're looking for some light, Call me, text me, email me 24-7. I cannot give you medical advice, but I can probably maybe talk you through some stuff. More importantly, I could be a good listener. If you are looking for someone that can get you towards some medical attention, remember two things. One, you are not alone in this fight. You have a lot of brothers out here that are willing and able to help you in any way possible. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please, utilize the ghost, uh, utilize the veteran crisis hotline 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255. Veterans, press the number one. We are spotlighting, as always, United States Marine Corps. If you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title of United States Marine, see the website marines.com. And, as always, we are a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Go check out all your favorite pro-gun, pro-two-way podcasts over at selfdefenseradio.com. Net and as G was says, you can also access the Veteran Crisis Line. Dial nine eight eight. There you go. That might be easier. Uh, I've just gotten so used to over the years of saying the full number that uh, nine eight eight is probably just as easy as anything else. So, absolutely, go ahead and utilize that. Uh, let's take this off of my ugly mug and bring in our our guests. We've got uh, from T six Firearms. We got Jack. What's up, man? How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me on tonight. Absolutely. Welcome. Welcome to the dark side. I, uh, we promise people that we, we, we never promise to make them smarter. We just hope not to make them any dumber. And tonight will be just that as well. Uh, we've got some really cool, interesting products that you guys are putting out. Uh, some really cool innovation within those products that we're definitely going to get to as well. Um, can you hear us? I can. can hear? All right. All right. Yeah. yeah so a little, little internet connection. Um, 
So you guys, uh, I want to give you a few minutes to kind of uh, introduce yourselves, kind of backstory um, from both of you, uh, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll start the show. So I'm, uh, I'm Jackson, the general manager of T6 Firearms. Um, served in the uh, Army Infantry. Um, did a tour uh, through Bosnia back in the day. Right on. Done a lot of tactical training, competitive shooting, uh, just keeping the skills up, uh, and got involved in the, uh, the industry, so to speak. Um, and then here we are, T6 Firearms, putting out an amazing rifles. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like I said, some really innovative stuff that I can't uh, can't wait to dive into. Um, who's this pretty lady? We know each other. How are you? It's been a while. Yes, it has. I'm so glad to be back with you <laughs> and so excited that we're talking about one of Hyperion Munitions' strategic partners, T6 Firearms. Um, Hyperion Munitions is this company that's veteran-owned, that really provides invaluable support to manufacturers who recognize the significance of robust go-to-market strategies. And that's what our team does. And we vetted this T6 line and what you're going to hear today, I think you're going to be impressed as well as your viewers. So we're ready to Absolutely. dive into it. I'm already kind of impressed. Like I said, just looking through the website last week and all that when we, we, we touched base and and uh, like I said, there's some innovative stuff in there that I can't wait to dive in. I'm not the smartest guy, so I mean, I eat crayons, so it's what it is. But uh, that's why Jax is here to talk about the ins and outs of some really cool stuff. But before we do that, you guys know that every Thursday, Saturday, and Monday, we have our ghost tactical po our, our pony polls. Golly, I am struggling tonight. It's been a long day. Our pony polls. And I saw Kyle out there from Anderson. So what's up, homie? Um, so let's dive into these real quick and, and let us know out there in the chat what you would answer. I'm going to let Jax and you guys talk about them as well. But here we go. Uh, this was yesterday. It's got almost a thousand votes. Uh, real quick and simple Bob Seeger or Bruce Springsteen? I'm going to go Bob Seeger. Bob Seeger, yep. Malia, how about you? Uh, Bob Seeger or it's a Bruce Springsteen? That I don't know. I'm going to say Bruce Springsteen. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Bruce. That's fair. Yeah. I, I, I'm a, I'm, I like both of them. I'm a big Seeger guy. Uh, I grew up listening to a lot of Seeger and uh, can't go wrong with yeah, Seeger. Yeah. Yeah. They're both great, but if I had to choose one, I'd, I would definitely love to go see Seeger. 70% um, um, agree with Bob Seeger. 70% say Bob Seeger, 30% Springsteen. So. Uh, kind of, uh, I was kind of a runaway. I wasn't expecting a runaway, but uh, wow. it was a runaway at the end. Um, our next poll was out Saturday. It's got two point three thousand votes for you guys that liked comedy. Uh, two of the the goats, if you will. Uh, which one, Dave Chappelle or Eddie Murphy? Dave Chappelle or Eddie Murphy? That's kind of a tough one. Eddie was just so funny back in the day, breaking all the rules, and and he didn't. Yeah. You know, but then so is Chappelle, right? I mean, that's a man. That's a coin flip for me. I'm gonna yeah. lean. I'm gonna lean in and say uh, Eddie Murphy. That's a fair one. That's fair. What about you, kiddo? 
Yeah, that's another tough one. I'm going to have to lean in on that Eddie Murphy. Man, that Coming to America. I, oh, I don't goodness. I just recently saw that for the first time and oh, hilarious. So hilarious. Yes, so good. Uh, yeah, for, for me, I, I think probably, honestly, if I had to say, which is actually a better comedian, I'd probably have to say Chappelle's probably a better comedian. Yes. I think Eddie Murphy is, Eddie, you know, there, there's two of them that kind of broke the doors down. I think Richard, I think Eddie Murphy would say that Richard Pryor was, um, you know, influential in his career, but I don't think Chappelle would be here doing the skit comedy show that he did the Chappelle show without what Eddie Murphy did in the eighties. So uh, as far as comedian goes, I probably, I probably go towards Chappelle, but all around what Eddie Murphy's done is pretty remarkable what he's done in yeah, his he, career. He so kind of help keep that door open. He did. And he was like the first really huge break off from SNL. I mean, yeah, you had Aykroyd and some of those guys, but, but I think Eddie Murphy like really took the SNL spinoffs into really just doing it in the 80s. So uh, that's a tough one. Uh, 2.3 thousand votes. 66% say Chappelle. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, maybe as, as, a, as, a, as a pure stand-up comedian, I think probably Chappelle is a little bit better. But it's hard to, it's hard to knock what Eddie Murphy meant to uh, the comedic world for sure. Yeah, he brought a lot more things into it with the TVs and the movies yep. and not only the stand-up, but yeah. I, can see, I mean, I'm an Ohio boy and Chappelle's up in Ohio. Oh, yeah, he lives there now, doesn't he? Yeah, you know, so, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, last one, 2.2 thousand votes. Pretty simple. Handguns here, handguns. Beretta 92 or the HK VP9. Beretta 92 or the HK VP9? Well, I haven't, both shot, classics. I haven't shot in the HK, so I can't okay. say. Okay. So it's, uh, um, I can go off of my other Beretta experience and say Beretta, but, you know. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, probably pretty heavy, right? Right, that's true. Now, we we have a lot of idiots out there, and I always say we have, we have, I have good friends that are from Ohio or live in the and like the Cincinnati uh, metro area, probably lives in Kentucky, but but we also have a couple of people out there from Ohio, and I always say it's the weirdest state. It's the only state that has four letters, but it takes two people to spell out. I don't understand that, but it's okay. Uh, but they are out there. Where where in Ohio are you from? Uh, I was in Columbus, uh, okay. in a suburb just north uh, Worthington, Westerville area. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think one of my buddies out there, Chris from the 740, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He kind of came out a couple of years ago. He does really good work. Uh, good friend of mine. I'm really proud of what he's done the last couple of years. Uh, he's in the Columbus area. Uh, and then John over at Fully Loaded Reviews, he's also works at the GOA. He is, um, I'm not sure exactly where in, in, in Ohio, but. Uh, yeah, I've been in Florida for the last 10, 11 years. So. so do you still consider yourself Ohioan, or are you a Floridian now? Uh, I still consider myself a Buckeye, yeah. Yeah, okay. There you go. There you go. Uh, real quick before we get going, I want to say hi to all my chill members out there. Uh, you guys know that uh, without you guys, you guys keep the lights on. I appreciate you. Chris, speaking of Chris, Christmas 740, we, we shout out all of our channel members. Gun websites, the OG, the, the, uh, the, the godfather of gun tubers. G-Webs is out there. What's up, G? 
let's scroll down here. I, I, I know there's a lot of people out there. I appreciate you, but I only call out the channel members. So um, Foxtrot69 is out there. Um, let's see here. Any more channel members? If I missed one, I apologize. I'll catch you as they come up. Uh, they're talking Cincinnati chili. So John grew up in Cleveland, went to school at Kent, um, lived in Columbus and Dayton. So uh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> G-Web says if you live in Miami, or I think you guys in Ohio call it Miami, but uh, is that right? But if you live in Miami, yeah, so I guess you could live in Ohio and Florida. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, we're uh, we're actually just a little bit of, above Orlando and Longwood, Florida. So Okay, okay, nice. Uh, 2.2 thousand votes, 59% say the Beretta 92, 59 to 41. 59 to 41, the Beretta 92 taken this year, this week's polls. So uh, those are the pony polls this week. Thank you to our friends over at Anderson Manufacturing. Go check them out. They're putting some great stuff out there, and they're good friends of the channel. So uh, let's, uh, let's move on to T6 Firearms. We're going to bring up the website here in a little bit and kind of share the screen. Uh, Jack's want to give you a, a, a couple of minutes to kind of maybe give the backstory and the idea of what why T6 is, is here today and, and kind of the evolution of T6 Firearms. Yeah, absolutely. So T6 kind of was spawned from, I, I, I feel like the need of the smaller FFLs to be able to acquire product um, on a, a lesser scale. So uh, we had FFLs reaching out saying, hey, can you build us five rifles? You know, um, I can't seem to get in with a buy group or I have to spend X amount of dollars in order to get it. So um, that's kind of where it all started to come from was, hey, we want to do this. We want to do that. Um, and we wanted to get into the, you know, the distribution market anyway. Um, so that's how it started to come about. We started picking up people in Texas and Tennessee and we were making them, you know, their custom rifles with their logos on them and, Nice. You know, they were, were selling them in their stores and, and having a, you know, a good time. And the relationship worked out great. And then we were approached, um, you know, by a larger company saying, hey, we want to we want to purchase a series of these in different calibers. Um, we kind of started with that. Um, and then, you know, we brought out our new product line uh, with this TCS barrel and Hyperion Munitions uh, noticed it and, um, you know, got together and we've been able to get it into distribution after testing. So we did some slow motion testing mm -hmm. um, to show that you can actually tune the barrel like you do the scope or a red dot. So, um, yeah, that's where we are yeah. today. Yeah, the, the, the TCS barrel, the first time that I kind of started looking at you guys' stuff, and I was like, okay, integrated muzzle brake in the barrel. That's interesting. Like, and I was telling you before the show, like, I'm not saying that it, I, it's the first one out there because I don't know, but it's I the first it one that I've seen where it's actually integrated into the barrel, not a separate piece. It's, it's, it's part of the barrel itself, which I think is really, really cool. Uh, I guess before we start talking about products, because 
looking at most of your products, they, they, they all have, or most of them have that TCS barrel. So before we start looking at the products, let's kind of go into the science of the TCS barrel so we can kind of get that out of the way before we start talking about individual weapon systems. Sure. Um, and what I'll say real quick is we've got yeah. over 70 SKUs. Yeah, you got a bonus. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, I mean, I could I could have put out 500 SKUs, right? Yeah. Um, we can we manufacture pretty much anything in the AR9 platform, AR15, and the AR10. So yeah. that's kind of where we go with. Um, well, what I'm liking also, and it was just like we're not going to jump in yet, but I mean, I'm, I'm seeing like you've got like 6.5 Grendel. Yeah. Um, you know, on, on, on an amazing your, hunting round. It is, but that's not something that you typically see a rifle company come out with as a stock, you know, cartridge, right? It's right. one of those that, Hey, we, you know, we'll, we're going to do this. We can do this if you need it, but having it as a stock, uh, cartridge available is pretty credit crazy also. Cause that's not something you usually see. Yeah. We see it and we had the requests out of Texas. Uh, South Carolina, uh, Tennessee, you know, the foot pounds of pressure on the Grendel impacting at 300 yards is like 30 grown men punching you at the exact same time. Yeah. You know, the deer, the hogs, they literally just fold and lay down. There's no yeah. jump and hop, you know, if you hit the right spot. It's it's an amazing yeah. round. So, yeah. Absolutely. We also uh, let's talk. Oh, good, good. We also have the 380 rifle for. Yeah. You know, the the ladies out there who carry a 380 handgun, right? Their magazine. The ladies out there and Clover Tack. If Clover's out there, uh, our good friend Clover, he's a big 380 guy, and I don't make fun of that at all. No, I love the 380, but I'll, I'll tell you one thing: is what you don't see is a 380 rifle or pistol system. Uh, they're very uncommon. I'm not going to say rare, but they're uncommon. Very, yeah. I, I haven't really ever seen it from very many manufacturers. So we had a request actually for some of them for Brazil. Um, oh yeah, nice. Yeah. Brazil has a security team of about 800 guys and they needed with all of their regulations, right? They took away all their big caliber bullets and they were starting to allow them to use 380. So the security teams wanted uh, a weapon system in a pistol size AR and a rifle length. So that's kind of where it came about. And now we just carry it and offer it because we have the product. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, before we start talking, like I said, before we start talking about uh, diving deep into the products themselves, talk uh, about the TCS. Yeah, because this is the one thing that I'm super stoked about learning about. Like I said, um, first I've ever seen of this where I think an integrated break on the barrel is is awesome. So I'm looking forward to hearing about this and and how this became about. You know. Yeah, so there's another company out there that's made it and made an integrated uh, break into like a barrel, but it's a fixed product, right? Mm. This here is a um, a barrel that actually uses washers that slide over those holes. So yeah. whereas you see up here, you know, you have three holes on the top and then three through the center. Um, then the washers on the top up there, each one of those are cut at a different angle and degree. So what this is going to do is, and, and I'll back up, the, the gentleman who patented this with a utility patent's name is Brian Wilson. Um, and like the beach boy? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, an amazing man, uh, a genius mind. 
um, and he does so much more in this industry as well. But he doesn't make rifles. So yeah. I had an opportunity uh, back in the day when I did some work with him um, to be able to be on the, the floor during this groundbreaking um, product design that he came up with. So, you know, as a hunter, when you fire your round out of a big cartridge, your barrel typically kicks up to the right, right? Yep. So up and to the right. So if we're looking at glass, um, we have to come back down, get back on the glass and find the hog or the deer, whatever we're shooting at, steel plate, um, and see where it went. So mm -hmm. his idea was, is I'm going to figure out how I can actually watch the round impact the target to how I personally shoot. But if I give it to my wife to take the shot, right, um, or I, her rifle, I want to make sure she can watch it as well. So this is sure. kind of the, the concept here is the first hole is your high pressure point. And that's going to release out certain pressures depending on the caliber. Yeah. Um, so if you take two, two, three, five, five, six. Now, for those that are listening in podcast form, we, we, you have you have three holes coming from the back of the rifle towards the muzzle and so the first hole from the back not not the one that's farthest from the muzzle is what he's talking about here that's your high pressure hole yeah so i'll, I'll explain a little bit more detail you yeah. take a 16 inch barrel uh, in our case all of the tcs barrels are match grade and you then machine back into the barrel so the okay. very last thread is 16 inches so you end up with 13 and a half inches of rifling and then you, the rest of it is bored out to allow the bullet and the gases to pass through without any obstruction. Gotcha. So the first hole is the high pressure hole. Um, that's where you're going to get most of your adjustment. Mm. Uh, if we talk about like a two, two, three, five, five, six round, we're looking at somewhere probably around 52,000 PSI um, coming out of that. Oh. So out of all the washers we have, you know, we can go from a zero degree, 15, 20, 25 degrees, 35 degrees. So we've created, and I have a list here um, beside this barrel, we provide you with all of the maximum downforce pressure settings to the least settings. And we do that by using the data of pressure that's escaping in certain angles and degrees. So we're literally going to take these washers and we're just going to slide them over and then screw on the nut. So now when we fire it, those that fluid dynamics, right? We're using fluid dynamics. It's literally going to pull the gas on those angles and now use gas in order to zero out all rise and flip from the rifle to how the, each individual person shoots. Yeah, and, and we were talking a little bit um, in in the pre-show in the in the back before we went live. Uh, one thing, and I don't know if it's just because it's kind of a bigger picture behind you, but the vertical vents as well. Yes. Uh, you see a lot of, of muzzle brakes, and I've got all my long range stuff. It's kind of over here, different rifles and stuff. But the brakes typically, you know, for competition shooting at least, uh, maybe a little more pronounced. But the average brake. They have the vertical vents, right. but it seems like most designs are more towards the horizontal 
this this I don't know what you call it, but the dissipation yeah. of gases, right? Yes. Um, yes. But for a competitive shooter, especially for like we're talking about for follow up shots or being able to stay on the glass to see impacts at 800 yards or a thousand yards, um, the flip, if you will, the muzzle rise is crucial. And it, it looks like to me that the the vertical vent holes they're obviously not as big as the horizontal, but they're definitely bigger than what I usually see on a muzzle brake. Uh, is that something you guys kind of put some time and effort into as well? So on the actual washer, yeah, that slides over top of that, right? Yeah. What it does is it actually redirects that top porthole and kicks it out at a 35-degree angle. So it's going to pinpoint release those gases that are coming out from the top, which presses the barrel back to center. So yeah. most of them kick up to the right. Well, those three holes on the top actually use the gas to keep the barrel at center mm. by keeping it coming in from a 35 degree angle. Which keeps and, you on your glass longer, which yeah. allows you to see impacts, whether hits or misses and right. all that. Uh, there are some questions out there already about cans, being able to use suppressors uh, with this setup. My first question is a two-part question. The first part is, can you run cans with this setup? And two, Sykes says, how would that affect a can being ported like that on the barrel itself? Yeah, so one of the things we're working on right now, because that's been probably the biggest question we've received. I would imagine so, yeah. Yeah, so the benefit of this barrel is, is to use the porting system and the angled washers to control... Um, the muzzle rise and flip, right, to each individual shooter. If we put a can over it, you actually lose the technology. Yeah, it really is pointless, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. but we are still working on that availability. So if you wanted to go quiet, you could go quiet, right? The availability, it may not get you, it may not perform the way that it's designed to perform, but there may be some situations where you've got to go quiet, you know? Sure. So in that case, you're putting on a five, what, five and a quarter, five and a half, six, seven inch can. So you're adding yeah. weight to the front of it anyway, which yeah. is going to help keep the muzzle down. Yeah, so, that's fair. Yeah. So we're working on a system to be able to provide that opportunity. Yeah. Uh, we should probably see that. Um, that's something that's in the, has been in the works for a little while. And nice. it's actually already been tested. So to answer oh, okay. the second to answer the second part question is how would the washers react being inside of the can, right? Mm -hmm. So each insert, depending on the suppressor, and that's what we have to figure out, is some suppressors have an insert that isn't deep enough, sure. right? Or and, and then some are really deep throughout the whole entire can itself. So, you know, I don't want to get to a point where this is going to end up having to be something that's proprietary or you're going to have to use only one or two of these different brands because yeah. they are the only ones that work i don't know right. you guys are a lot smarter than i am so i'm sure you'll figure it out <laughs> yeah there's been multiple companies who've already reached out who want to be able to offer a suppressor to yeah. go with this line um these washers that we have that we put over this barrel um, now it's flat on both sides, so the washers actually lock, so it won't allow them to rotate. Um, these at the moment are aluminum. Oh, really? Okay. <coughs> you're, talking about, you're talking about the washers, right? 
Yeah, the washers okay. that are going to slide over that are angled. These are aluminum washers. Okay. You know, um, they're very stable, so to speak. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Bless you. Yeah, you're good. Um, it's that time so of year, man. <laughs> for a full auto or for suppressor, it would need to have a stainless steel set of washers. So yeah. we also have stainless steel washers. Um, gotcha. We have these washers made for right-handed shooters. And we have these washers made for left-handed shooters. So that top porthole, depending on if you're right or left, changes from side to side. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, the benefit uh, for everybody. So um, Sykes says, uh, so being vented slash ported like this, what kind of effect do you expect on your MOA? Um, I would imagine that, you know, especially for follow-up shots, it's going to make their follow-up shots crazy easier, I would imagine. Yeah, so like I said earlier, any barrel that I have in the calibers is all match grade. Yeah. We only have 13 and a half inches of rifling within the 16-inch barrel, Yeah. right? Um, I tested uh, steel-cased 223 Red Army. I, I did some Norma Tactical 223 55 grain. Mm. Um, did steel core, um, 62 grain brass, did match grade 68 and um, 75 and shot 77 as well. What mm. I'll tell you is that every one of those rounds at 100 yards held under three quarters of an inch group, right? Well, there you go. Out, Stub them away. The biggest group was out of the steel case red army. And that's to right. be expected. Let's just be honest, right? Right. Now, what surprised me was is the 62-grain steel core green tip um, held like 0.63. Oh, wow. Nice. Right. Um, the Norma tactical in the 55-grain, it held 0.374-inch shot groups at 100 So sub-half MOA at that point. The 68 grain match 556 five, held the same exact shot group. Wow. So, um, you know, it's we've tested multiple different brands. The accuracy is it's a tack driver. Sure. You know, it's a tack driver for sure, you know, depending yeah. on the ammo that you're going to run. But um, yeah, and that was uh, 100 yards. You know, the 308 um, at 100 yards with a 12 mile an hour wind in our face um, held right around three quarters of an inch at a hundred. Nice. Um, so there's some more testing obviously to do. Ammo has been, has gotten really expensive. Yes. You know, so trying to, to put together all the different types and, and get them, you know, lined up sure. is yeah. definitely a fun time. Um, we're going to be going out to a two mile sniper range. And we're going to be working on um, providing some more details yeah. um, for accuracies and stuff like that. But with the porting of it, you're just releasing the gas before the, you know, as the bullets pass through. Yeah. So bullet passes through, we bleed off gas. It's going to provide like 80% plus less recoil and then zero movement. Yeah. So, it's pretty crazy if you look at our T6 Firearms YouTube channel. You know, I've got a whole bunch of different people from young, old, male, female. Uh, we've got uh, good form, bad form. 
you know, um, trigger slappers oh, and good trigger pullers, and <laughs> you know, you have anything, you know, anything and everything, huh? You have anything and everything. And I've got those videos broken down um, between each caliber um, with this system, so it, yeah. it's pretty pretty wild. Um, the um, we got a question up there, and it's just like any other muzzle break. Uh, a lot of it is more of the dispersion of gas, like you said. Yeah. Um, but he's he wants to know real quick: Does it create any extra, you know, noise or reduce noise? I guess maybe he's asking against the average muzzle break: Is is it creating any decibel level changes in in, in output noise? So I haven't tested the decimal output like on an actual tester, right? But I sure. can tell you that it doesn't create any more than a normal rifle. Okay, there you go. Um, okay. We have the comps that have like big three hole slots on the sides and three holes on the top, right? Those are very yeah. loud because they're wide open angles, kind of like a Barrett, right? Sure. These on these washers, they're pinpoint releases. Mm. So the angle and the size of the holes are way smaller. So, you know, just like any comp break, there is kind of like that concussion feel that you get where it's releasing gas. Sure. You know? But as far as sound goes, in my opinion, it just sounds like a normal rifle. Okay. Yeah. And, and like I said, I um, it'd be interesting to see. Obviously, like you said, it's definitely not any louder, but it right. would be interesting to kind of um, hear um, maybe does it by chance make it any, you know, softer? Um, mm. And like I said, I, I don't know. It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. I don't know. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, so the whole, the total compensation system, the TCS barrel, um, is, is, is that, was that, let me ask you this, was that the first thing, like when you guys decided to start doing rifles, did you build the rifles around this barrel system or did that, that come after y'all started kind of doing the rifles? Yeah, that came after. So okay. we had already started up, you know, we make the 300 blackouts, the 762 by 39, 65 Grendels, you know, we already made all of that stuff and pushing it. Um, and then, you know, uh, when I spoke with Brian Wilson, the guy who has a utility patent on this barrel technology, um, he locked it down. No one's ever going to be able to make anything with over the barrel adjustments. I mean, if you wanted to port a barrel, you can port a barrel. But you can yeah. use these washers to go over top of it where it's an adjustable thing. So, you know, um, we brought that in um, after. And it's been, you know, I already have, you know, we all build rifles. We like triggers. We like certain grips, stocks. You know, yeah. the, the, the frame itself is pretty base on, on an AR platform. Mm -hmm. You get some different lightning cuts, different handguard cuts. You know, Absolutely. but most of the stuff we like the same charging handles, you know, uh, ambi safeties, etc. You know, absolutely. Um, so I had already been building uh, match grade rifles that people used uh, on a regular basis, tactically um, and competitively. Mm -hmm. And then when this came along, it actually makes it lighter. So the entire rifle only weighs like five pounds, 12 ounces. Oh, wow. Right. So it's, it's, it's light enough that, you know, we have the two A boys. Have you heard of them? Yeah, sure. 
Yeah, Grant and James. So I brought them into the office and literally let them build their own rifles and they've been training with them. Um, you know, and there's zero issues holding the rifle. Like it's not heavy, you know, it, it just all kind of comes together for them. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and I'm going to share screen here. Okay. Um, and I think what we, we can do now is if you want, let's, uh, let's kind of go through some of, uh, the line here. Like I said, two, two, three, wild, three Oh eight, three eighty five, five, six, six, five, Creed, six, five, Grindel, seven, six, two by 39, nine millimeter, pretty much. Uh, and you got 10 and a half, all, you know, 16, 18, 20 inch, 24 inch barrels, seven and a half inch pistols, depending upon uh, the cartridge and all that. Um, wh which one do you want to start with? Let's let's kind of start talking about some of these uh, weapon systems. Wh which one do you want to start with? I mean, we can look at this this one uh, right here that's already in the center of the screen, the Warrior Series 762 by 39, 16-inch nitride rifle. All right. Okay. Let's view product. How about that? That looks great. They did a great job on the website. Yeah, they did. So the 762... Uh, in this series, it's a standard 16-inch barrel, uh, nitrited. But one of the things that's special about this is this actually has what's called the PTC uh, installed uh, on it. That is a precise uh, trigger control system. I've got one, and it's phenomenal. Yes. Um, you know, so in all of the, the series that aren't TCS, we actually installed these on every single one of the weapon systems. Oh, right? wow. Because nice. they're all going to come with a mil spec trigger. Yeah. You know, so for those who don't know what the PTC is, uh, it's a precise trigger control system that replaces your winner trigger guard. Mm -hmm. It has uh, a grip screw inside of the screw that takes up all the pre travel of a mil spec. And yeah. then it has a screw under the bottom of it that stops the post travel. So essentially, yeah. you're taking a mil spec trigger and you're making it feel like a drop in. Yeah, and, and what I loved about it when I uh, when I met with the guys, I guess it was shot of twenty three a year ago um, over there at the Hyperion booth. What I really loved about it is for those that um, maybe for a competitive shooter, you know, not having to worry about that travel, uh, both pre and post travel. Uh, and, and once again, we're talking about the next shot, getting the next shot down range quicker. And we're talking tenths of a second mean a lot in competitive shooting. Sure. Uh, but what I love about it is basically what it did is it, it kind of for those for those of you who aren't familiar, maybe familiar with what we're talking about. If you, if you shoot a handgun, right, and you pull a trigger and you kind of let it go to reset, right, and it kind of just stops at that reset. What you can honestly do is basically go to that reset point screw it in and it's always going to be right there now imagine that on a rifle to where now you don't have to travel or post travel it's just right there and you're getting more accurate more quicker shots uh, that's the ptc and it's, it's it's a remarkable product it really is yeah so we we took that and we installed that on every other uh skew that we have that doesn't have our drop-in trigger like in our goods sure. right yeah yeah it, Anything that doesn't have the TCS is going to have the PTC. For all of you out there, try to keep up with the letters here, folks. Keep up. <laughs> yeah, right, right. 
Yeah, the total compensation system barrel, the TCS. Um, yeah. We also have, you know, we have that with the uh, with the PTC, the precise trigger control system. So yeah. when you pair those two together, we Man. did a, we did a video in um, sixty frames a second or something slow motion. Yeah. So the base rifle with the the tunable barrel, and then the mm. PTC, and the gun never moved. Yeah, and my follow up, my follow up shot was the split on on the shots was amazing. Oh, I can imagine for sure. So. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, Sykes wants to know. I guess we're talking about the, the the break again. Any issues with getting a face full of gas on this? I can't imagine. It's it, it's basically. I mean, the same principle of any muzzle break. It's it's there to disperse the gas away from everything. Yeah, I, I, I would imagine you don't want to be standing next to this on the side, just like any other break, right? Well, I mean, it depends what your skill level is, right? I mean, I can stand next to a guy shooting the same rifle, and I know that it's coming, so it doesn't bother me. Sure. I yeah. guess if you didn't know it was coming, then, yeah, it would be like, whoa, you know, what is that? <laughs> um, as far as the face full of gas goes, it really depends on the ammunition that you're shooting and how dirty the powder is. Sure. Um, yeah. How much oil you have in your barrel and on your BCG that's going to create more gases. Um, and I guess it depends on the direction of the wind, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, there are times where, yeah, you're getting it at a, you know, a 35 degree angle coming off from the side. So right. it's pressing away from you. Um, but yeah, there's been an occasion where you've gotten a face full, right? Depending on the angle of the wind. Oh, yeah. Freshly oiled rifle. You know. <laughs> there, they, there are circumstances that are not just the break that uh, contribute sure. to that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's scroll down here. Uh, 762 by 39. Uh, armor black, Cerakote, 16-inch barrel, uh, the chromoly vanadium steel. I, I, I'm not very sure. Vanadium. vanadium. Vanadium steel, okay. Uh, nitride barrel, 1 in 10 uh, twist rate, carbine yeah. length, A2 uh, flash hider muzzle device. Yeah, it's just um, kind of your baseline 7.62 rifle, right? Yeah. Um, you can upgrade from there, so... Um, you know, in Florida and Georgia, um, there's a lot of guys, Alabama, that love yeah. running that for shooting hogs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 760 by 39 and 300 blackout, I think, are probably the two most uh, yeah. popular hog hunting cartridges for sure. But uh, all right. So we got that one. Uh, let's go back. Tell us where to go next, my man. Um, what do we got here? Um, they have it broken down by caliber. So you can hit the 308. Let's hit the 308. 308. Let's go 308. Are we yeah. going to get a chance to... Uh, Let's yeah. click on that first one right up there, the 16-inch. The Thunder 16-inch? Actually, no. Go one to the right on the Enforcer. The Enforcer? Yep. So that's when, I was, that's when I was wanting to look at anyway. So This is the... You know, it's a billet upper lower receiver, right? Um, yep handguard rail it's got the 16 inch tcs match grade 308 barrel in it um you've got an adjustable gas block you've got a drop-in trigger you've got an extended mag release button the custom grip uh we have a dual cam ambi charging handle on it you can pull either side you don't have to pull both 
Absolutely. Uh, and we're running the MFT extreme duty stock um, just so that it can, you know, it can stand up to absolutely you know, anything you need. So I just right before uh, Christmas um, here in South Florida, I dropped a uh, 170 pound hog at 350 yards with the 16 inch TCS barrel. In nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, this is one that you'll see videos where people are just getting on it and the barrel doesn't raise. Wow. So the 308, that's pretty good. The tuning system, you know, you, your double tap, um, it, the, the rounds just literally sit right beside each other. Yeah. And that's the beauty of the system, right? Each individual person, uh, we all have different skill levels. Our bodies are built differently. Um, you know, you can fire these to how you shoot and you're going to zero it. So I'll give you a little bit more explanation. Sure. You get your, you get your optic dialed in, right? You're mm -hmm. going to take a target at 25 yards. You're going to stand up offhand and you're going to double tap the target. This is where you're going to get your distance between the first round of impact and the second round of impact. Sure. So we can all agree that no matter what rifle we shoot, the two bullet holes in the paper don't lie, right? Sure. Okay. So it's most base rifles are dead center and then start to creep up to the right. We all have to see grip them, drive the gun down. We're adjusting, mm. um, trying to keep the rounds as close as possible. The TCS barrel allows you to zero it like you are going to zero a red dot or a scope. So after the first measurement between center and then low, you're going to have an entire breakdown of settings. In the 308, there's 120 different settings in the washers that you can utilize to control the second round's impact. That's nice. So you're going to go to the start point of where your washers are. They're all numbered. And then you're just going to bring that second round up until it touches or gets extremely close to that first round impact. And then you just lock it down and it's done. So now every time you pick up that rifle, you can fire one round, you could fire five rounds, you could shoot full auto, right? It's oh all going to take all rise and flip out of it. But yeah, yeah that's, so that's awesome. the enforcer. Everyone loves this. Yeah, so, the enforcer, let's look at this 308 Winchester, uh, the MFT Extreme Duty stock. Uh, got different finishes. Uh, you've got the uh, black Cerakote, the OD green, midnight bronze, satin mag, and tungsten gray. 16-inch barrel, um, 1 in 10 twist rate, uh, mid-length adjustable gas system. Uh, it does have the TCS uh, integrated system and barrel as well. That's pretty, that's pretty badass, man. That's um, And it that weighs 7 pounds, 12 ounces. That's that's insane. So yeah, it's extremely insane. lightweight. That's 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 crazy. Yeah. Now we we built this in a twenty inch as well for the guys who want to shoot longer range, right? Right. So we also have that option in a in a twenty inch barrel. Okay, awesome. So it is. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's important to a lot of people. That eight that eighteen to twenty inches is is kind of like the sweet spot for the three hundred eight, maybe you know. Now, if we want to, yeah, okay. if we want to lead into kind of some of the things on the horizon, yeah, uh, 
we've been testing 458 SOCOM and nice. 50 BMG. Uh, for the 50 guys BMG, are, that'd be interesting to run on the uh, is it with a 50. Let me ask you this because now that you've opened that that can of worms here, <laughs> right? Uh, the, the the 50 would that have the TCS system or how is that yes. going to work with the 50? Yes, um, so it's been tested with the TCS system, really, and the results are phenomenal. Um, wow, that's where I kind of have to leave it at the moment. Um, sure, no, I understand. You know, now the people who are going to buy the 50 and the 458 are obviously going to be a, a lesser percentage of the group of purchasers. Um, so we'll probably only make X amount, um, you know, and see how it goes. Now, if it becomes extremely popular, then obviously we would continue to make it. But sure, uh, you know, we're looking at every caliber. We also did it in nine millimeters. So for those out there who like to plink around with nine millimeter, even though it's a blowback, you still have gas coming out the end of it, pressing out. So gotcha. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's uh you want to do nine? There's there's been you know what? Let's there's been a bunch of questions about the 380. Can we go to 380 real quick when we come back yeah, to five, five, absolutely. six, and nine? Yeah. Uh, that seems to be something that people are interested in because there's not too many. Uh, pistols in 380 yeah. right so right. uh we go seven and a half or ten and a half yeah you know so everybody likes a truck gun everybody likes a yep. backpack gun everybody likes something smaller that they're able to maneuver with um For sure you know uh, these right now have obviously the pistol foam on them mm -hmm. um you know uh, they can switch it out for the brace or we may bring out two additional skews where we've added the brace back to them um mm -hmm. You know, so, but the 380, watching this thing shoot, you know, there's, we, we try to help, um, you know, local, the local kids or that are on the, the junior shooting teams where they shoot, um, you know, steel matches. Absolutely. Um, you know, some of them like 380, some of them like the nine millimeter, but the only thing moving on this entire gun, the bolt barely moves. You know, right. Yes. Yeah, sure. It's so fast. Um, the follow-up shots, it doesn't move. So we've added a flash can to this um, just for looks. Yep. Um, so you know, that. I, I like flash. I, I like flash hiders. They're they're pretty cool. Yeah. You know? yeah. You know, it's been requested by a lot of people. So, mm -hmm. you know, we've seen that in the past, and so we added it to it. Um, you know, but yeah, it's kind of hard to beat. Like I said earlier in the show. You know, the Brazil has a huge security team, and that's what, you know, they want to, to sure. run. So, yeah, let's kind of go through the specs. This is the seven and a half inch, uh, seven and a half inch model, 380 ACP. Uh, it's a pistol tube stock, um, black Cerakote, seven and a half inch barrel, um, a one in 16 twist rate, and a uh, blowback gas system with the flash can. Um, there was a question out here that I want to get to, um, that our tech and daughters brought up it says, does a 380, uh, barrel use a nine millimeter BCG? It does. Yes. <clears throat> and it also uses the nine millimeter Glock mags. 
So yeah, that was going to be our next question because I let a lot of people, especially uh, that maybe carry like a, a Glock 42 or something. Yeah. Now they'll be able to utilize those magazines and a stick mag, obviously, but at least maybe sharing ammo with uh, an AR uh, platform with their handgun with the same magazine. Um, that's always a plus, and that's that's why I, I I I'm a big fan of AR pistols, especially in nine millimeter and all that. Uh, that take Glock mags because you know if if you're gonna be you know I don't carry it but I'll always have a Glock 19 in the vehicle uh, and, and mostly because if my truck gun's gonna have take Glock mags then I want to be able to share magazines share ammo between two different platforms and that's a big plus. Right. Yeah. As long Artex as Artex says, take my money. <laughs> I figured this one would be something that uh, would excite people, but once again, the 380 doesn't really uh, get get the pride that it should. More, or less, especially in, in an AR an AR platform style, so it's great. Yeah, I'm also going to go over here. So you got you can t continue to talk about the 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 380, but I'm going to go to the 10 and a half inch, and there is also a 16 inch, guys. So there's a seven and a half inch, a 10 and a half. And a 16. I'm going to go to the 10 and a half. Um, from your testing, from what you guys have found, um, as far as the kind of that optimal length that you guys have found for the 380, which length do you do? If someone's ask you, hey, I've never really tried a 380 AR, what's going to be the optimal length? I think that really depends on the person, you know? I mean, yeah. you, have, you have to figure out what is it that you want to utilize it for, right? That's going to be the first question. Yeah. Um, you know, because if this, you know, the 16 inch rifle, if, if you're trying to, you know, put it in your, your backpack, obviously it's not going to work. Right. So, um, you know, I think each scenario, um, kind of limits itself to each person and, and what they're going to do. Um, I would say that the, the funnest time I've had was running the 10 and a half, yeah. um, because I was able to maneuver you know, through like a shoot house. Obviously, I had a brace on the back of it and, and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But um, it was really comfortable to run. Um, you know, it was a one in 16 twist, right? So you got to keep that in mind. If you're shooting a seven and a half inch barrel, you know, and you're at a one in 16 twist, mm -hmm. how much rotation does that bullet have? And how far are you going to be able to stretch its legs, so to speak? Yeah. Um, in an engagement that you may be needing to, to, to be involved with. Well, I think um, if you're talking about a, a seven, just in general speaking, yeah. a seven and a half inch AR pistol, that's going to be more of a CQB, a, a home defense, a, a, a truck gun, a, yeah. a, a weapon system is going to get you to a, a longer rifle, if you will. Sure. Um, yeah. But so you're not really necessarily worrying about what's the maximum effective range for this weapon. This sure. thing's going to be shot probably inside 50 yards or even maybe even 25 yards. Yep. Um, so it's going to be fine. So this, this the seven and a half with a one in 16 twist was not designed to reach out and touch someone. It's going to touch someone very precisely uh, up close, which is what you really are looking for. It's amazing how much I have to explain that to people. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> But the 10 and a half, the shot groups, the double taps, all of it, I, I felt like I had out of the, you know, the 16, the, the 10 and a half and the seven, I feel like the 10 and a half was probably uh, one of the funnest times I've had, you know, yeah. just kind of running a, 
what PCC, you know, yeah, sure. carbon rifle. So, but the 16 inch, you know, uh, we were shooting at a 200 yard steel plate. Um, you know, you just got to aim a little higher than the plate, but sure. Absolutely. You know, so it, it, it has that, um, it has reach depending on the length of, of the barrel that you Absolutely. want. Uh, quick super chat. You guys know that we don't ask, nor do we, uh, necessarily are looking for them but for those super chats you know that they do go uh to sit in care packages to our guys down range appreciate you very much g23 now now jags understand that they also know that if you if you send a super chat i will read exactly what's being said that said okay. i do not like 40 smith and wesson i think it is the worst caliber and cartridge ever created g23 unfortunately is a big fan of the 40 so he says is this offered in hashtag 40 for life and ghost would like to make some videos with the 40 smith and wesson he obviously knows that i do not like that but he makes me read that by sending a super chat so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. he says let's remember the men and women down range so thank you for that but that little side joke in there um there are people asking uh and, and we can talk about this later on but is there any thoughts because um it could be amazing but a 10 and a half, like in 10 millimeter? Has that, has that even been a, a 10 millimeter ever been a thought? And you might yeah. not be able to answer that. You know, and, and this would be like something we would have probably gotten to later on. Uh, yeah. what, what's the future of T6 look like, right? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I already broke out the 458, the 50 BMG that we're yeah. looking into. Um, we're also in the process of working on big bore PCC calibers. So, like so a 10 million, even, even maybe 45, maybe, huh? So, we have uh, 45, 10 mil that are on the table and actually being machined um, for testing uh, to make sure that we have it right. Yeah. So, I want a 10 mil myself, right? So, uh, yeah. I carry a risk in the arms 1911 yeah, sure. yeah. for Great when I go hunting. Um, so it would be nice to, to break it out. Yeah, we're in the process. Oh, you got me. You got yeah, and, uh, and, and I could do 40. So for those who... There would be no reason to do that. Why waste your money on that? Well, that's, you know, I mean, just, like you say, just, you know, I when I first... I used to run an armored car company uh, up in Ohio called Garda. Mm -hmm. And my first handgun was a five and a quarter inch freaking 40 cal. Sure. You know, it was a dirty, hairy looking gun. The thing was huge. But, um, you know, there's a lot of people who like the, the 40 caliber and we can easily. I know, don't blame them. I don't I don't judge them. Yeah. I just I, I look at them very strangely. <laughs> yeah, we can get into the ballistics of the nine over sure. the 40. And, yeah and whatnot from there but the 10 millimeter and the 45 are gonna be awesome oh uh, the, the 10 millimeters obviously I'm, I'm a i'm a huge nine guy but the 10 is a superior millimeter let's just be honest our tech and dollars can you uh get uppers only not right now okay not right now um we're working on uh, getting the the whole entire weapon system out sure right? yeah say so the rifle system because we are the weapon that's that's correct uh what do you want to look at next the nine let's look at the 223 wild 223 wild okay which which model so uh let's uh, keep scrolling down a little bit we're going to get into the one uh i think it's right yeah you back up a little bit okay and, and keep going 
It's the 16 inch right here, this uh, center one, the nitride twist. Nope, that's not it. It's the stainless steel right here on the left. It's got a honeycomb rail. Gotcha. Yeah. Let's look at this one then. That oh, that's oh my god, that is that is beautiful. So this is. Ooh, a, I love that. We have it in nitride or a stainless barrel, and it's just a match grade sixteen inch standard barrel. And this has that like standard comp we were talking about, right? Where yeah, it has the three holes on the side and three in the top, you know, and it kind of just helps keep the gun flat um, as best it can, but. Yeah, we had a well, lot. Just of having having that 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 honeycomb handguard is pretty cool, but it looks even better. I think it pops even more with that stainless barrel. It just kind of pops a little bit differently, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just another option that we've offered. You know, we wanted to give a couple out there. We're actually going to be changing up our rails uh, a little bit here in the near future. We've oh, really? Had, okay. We've had the slant rail for a while, and. You know, we're going to kind of put our own design on another one and, and bring out something else. But this honeycomb, a lot of people love it. Yeah, it's it's a good-looking one. And it's, <laughs> scalloped. it's scalloped as well. So. Oh, man. Yeah, John wants to know, Fuller Ruse, any plans of straight-walled AR calibers? So when we talk about, like, 350 Legend. I, I think that's exactly what he's thinking, you know, to be honest with yeah, you. 350 yeah. Legend. You know, the, the problem is in the polymer tips – um, of the straight wall cartridge, right? Mm -hmm. It's really good for a bolt action rifle. Uh, I haven't had a ton of luck um, with polymer tip ammo. And a Is lot it of more because of the weight and cycling issues, maybe? It's the way that it's pulled from the magazine and gone into the chamber, right? Yeah. So because of the straight wall, it's much longer case. Yeah. And what happens is, is the polymer tip ends up hitting the top part uh, on the inside there by the chamber yeah it just it, it ruins it so yeah um, we tried it for a long time there was a lot of things we did um you know to, to try to make it work because we know there's a lot of states out there that only allow people to hunt with straight well cartridges yeah um and 350 legend being one of them so you know, I, you, know, you know, I think it would be really cool for 350 legend obviously the bolt axes out there i think it'd be a great lever I think it'd be a cool lever, you know, a three feet legend lever would be amazing. I think. Yeah. 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 So we kind of pulled that off of the list of calibers uh, after, you know, I was trying to, to do everything I could to simplify the, the process, but yeah, we had to pull it. Yeah. Wasn't uh, some people talking about two, two, three wild. And I think most everybody understands that what two, two, three wild means. It means you can shoot five, five, six and two, two, three Remington. Uh, Sykes actually says, I actually prefer a two, two, three wild over the standard five, five, six. Yeah. Um, and I do yeah. I, I do too. I do too, to be honest with you. Sure. Yeah. Now there's several different ways there. If you're going to be shooting frangible ammunition, that's a whole different ball game. Sure. You're going to yeah. need the five, five, six NATO. Right. But if yeah. you're not shooting the frangible ammunition, you know, uh, Billy wild opened up that two, two, three wild 11 degrees to take the five, five, six neck. So yeah. you have it a just, better change the ball game. Did it not? Yeah. Because it doesn't matter whether you're getting your hands on two, two, three or five, five, six, that's right. your accuracy at longer ranges is going to be way better. You know, yep. then shooting a two two three out of a five five six NATO chamber, you're yep. going to have more wobble at longer range. 
Yeah. Now, can you shoot that two, two, three, other five, five, six? Absolutely. Yeah. And he's not. Yeah. But what he, yeah, for those out there listening or watching that may not understand, that may be never really heard of two, two, three wild. Um, what it's saying is, is you can shoot two, two, three out of five, five, six. Um, but with the two, two, three wild setup, it's actually made for that particular thing where it's going to be more accurate, going to be more stable. Uh, if you're out there and you have a 223 Remington AR, um, please be careful before you try to start putting 556 in something that's marked specifically for 223. Now, if you've got a 556, you're going to be okay. But the 223 Wild, if you have an opportunity to pick up a 223 Wild, and like he said, because sometimes 556 ammo is more expensive, sometimes 223 is more expensive. If you're just looking to find the cheapest AR, you know, ammo, and you've got a two-two-three wild uh, barrel, then and, and you're going to be fine. So uh, think about that as well. Yeah, please don't put a five-five-six and a two-two-three. Please do not. You may not enjoy what happens next. <laughs> please don't put a three-hundred blackout in your five-five-six barrel either. This is true. Just because it might fit that magazine does not necessarily mean it does everything else the way it should. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've had rifles come back saying, could you please replace my barrel? And I say, well, no. you, blew, you blew the entire receiver magwell open as well. So, yeah. you know, you've literally saved only your sights. In the He's grip. lucky he saved his eyesight, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. All right, so let's look at this 223. That is sexy as hell. Man, that is, that is, that is one sexy rifle. I love that stainless barrel. Um, let's see here. Uh, black Cerakote, 16-inch stainless steel barrel. Uh, one in eight twist rate, mid-length uh, adjustable gas system, and uh, comes with a compensator on there. Um, that's, that's a sexy-looking rifle right there. Yeah, it's uh, you know, and it's got the PTC on the trigger system. Yep. So, you know, it's a really fun rifle to shoot with the. Uh, handguard rail the way it is it allows air to hit the barrel to cool it faster mm -hmm. um you know it's lightweight and it's uh, it's definitely a lot of fun to shoot for sure so let me ask you a question because it, it, there there could be people out there that are like me that already have a ptc right okay so if i was to get a a, a rifle um that's got the tcs in it would I be able to add my PTC to that, or are you suggesting that I not do that? Well, if we back out of this screen and go back to sure. two yeah. and three wilds, okay. uh, I think it's the first photo at the top. Yeah, uh, scroll down. First this one, one here? on the left. Yep, let's click on that one. So the rifle with all the bells and whistles on it, right, that's part of my GOAT series rifle line. Yeah, yeah. So it has every single upgrade done to the gun that you're going to need. You got a match grade yeah. barrel. You have the barrel tuning system built in, adjustable gas blocks. You have all of it. Sure. Uh, SRS stealth recoil systems in the rear instead of a standard spring and buffer. The Wildcat series with the TCS barrel mm. is kind of going to be like your baseline, right? It's sure. going to come with the mil spec trigger and A2 grip. Yes, we do have an MFT stock on it, but this allows you to upgrade if you wanted all your favorite parts from whatever company you want sure. to do, right? Sure. Um, but this comes with the PTC. 
and a TCS on there, so yeah. you're good to go. Okay. Yeah, so you're well, what, what it's not is it's not you're not upgrading the trigger. You're allowing the end user to utilize whatever trigger that they want to, or just utilize that mill spec that comes in there. Correct. Yeah. So this is basically utilizing the mill spec that comes in it. You know, there's a lot. And of you're, the you're taking the PTC and make it basically an aftermarket trigger, anyways. Essentially, because there's no there's no take up, right? It yeah, sits right on the wall. I, you know, I've never seen a awesome. mill spec trigger sit right on the wall. Um, yep. and, and there's literally hardly any movement in the trigger, yeah. and it doesn't feel like a four or a five five and a half pound trigger. It literally feels like a drop. Oh, trigger. it absolutely does. Yeah, uh, I, I love it. Like I said, it's it's basically um, it takes all travel pre and post. Right. Out of it. It's just, it's right there. Boonk, boonk, boonk. Uh, it's, you're good to go. So I wanted to offer the TCS barrel in a system that wasn't fully decked out with all the bells and whistles, right? Sure. Uh, yeah. Everybody has a price point. So um, this allows them to get into the rifle with the barrel technology um, and then allows them to upgrade the rest of the parts as they're right. able. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's pretty sexy right there as well. Uh, let's back out here. What's next, my man? Uh, let's look at the Creedmoor, maybe. The Creedmoor. Oops, go down to six five Creed. All right, which one do you want to look at? Well, I mean, just looking at all of them sitting here, you know, you have two twenty inches. One of them's nitride. One of them's stainless, and then you have the twenty four inch. You know, there's a a lot of people out there who still love this caliber. You know, I know the that's, what I, that's what I shoot with my bolt and for competition for PRS is 6.5 Creed. Uh, I might be making a move, maybe six dash or something like that. But uh, right now, uh, my bolt for PRS is uh, 6.5 Creed. It's I like it because it's a flat shooting round. Uh, two, I don't reload, right? Okay. And six dasher, you're pretty much going to have to reload. Um, so, um, six, five, I love, yeah, I love, I love it. Yeah. So, I mean, we have, we have this as a, an offering as, as well. So, I mean, yeah. there's, like I said, in the, in the beginning of the show, you know, I only have 70 SKUs up on the site, yeah. but I could make 500. Right. Yeah. Sure. You know? Um, so we started off with 70 SKUs under the Hyperion distribution, um, you know, and then we'll go from there, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I love, uh, and we were talking earlier about the Grindle, so let's let's talk uh, for those. Let's talk a little Grindle here. Uh, and you've got so an I 18 and a 20, correct? Yeah. Um, you know, I like to shoot the 18-inch. Um, the owner of, uh, you know, the owner of the company here, um, we went deer hunting last year, and he mm -hmm. dropped two deer with the 18 inch Grindle and they literally just buckled their knees and sat oh, wow. down. Um, he didn't have to chase them at all. So love it. Um, love it. Yeah. There's a, a group in Texas that have a high fence um, that love the Grindle as well. So I've built a couple for them oh, sweet. Uh, at the, at the high fence. So people who come out to do their, you know, shooting to, uh, there. That's one of the rifles they utilize. But yeah. yeah, it's just another caliber. You know, it's it's kind of like the the baby brother, the Creedmoor. 
um, just a neck down case so that it fits in the AR-15 platform. Absolutely. So to whereas the AR-10 would weigh, you know, upwards of eight, you know, eight, nine pounds, you know, you have the, the Hunter series here in the AR-15 coming in at like six and a quarter. Yeah. So the, it's, it's fairly lightweight and maneuverable. Um, this your G23 thoughts on maybe a, a six arc or a six PRC in the future, or even yeah. like a six, a six, maybe a six GT, maybe that could be interesting. One of the things we have to look at as a manufacturer in distribution is, you know, how many people uh, are looking for that. Right. Yeah. So when we yeah, point, have that demand, you can't waste yeah. a lot of money on R and D if there's not a demand for it, you know, there's a lot of people out there, you know, that, that make really those, those in really good rifles. Absolutely. You know? So, you know, I'm not looking to, um, you know, I, not that I'm not looking to do it. It's just the demand for it is, I think is the key. Like you said, the R and D yeah. and, and getting it built and put together you know it's it's something that's on the board right um yep. we just have to have a need for it yep i, I think a lot of people and, and i think you know my a lot of my viewers are pretty knowledgeable they understand uh, right. we try to explain different things and behind the scenes stuff but i think the average gun owner doesn't understand they say oh a two thousand dollar rifle what they don't understand is the first rifle costs hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars between over a five-year span and R&D and different redesigns and all of that. The first rifle costs seven a million dollars or high six figures um, just to design and get where you want it. Yes, they're selling for 2000 but how much money have they spent in the, over the last several years just to get to that point? So um there's a lot of money in there and it's not just hey well can you just set it up for a different caliber oh yeah we can just you know set the machines up and they'll be no it's not that simple so uh like i said there's got to be a demand uh, and, and like you said right now there are some companies that are doing some great work with those different yep. cartridges um and all of that and if there seems to be a demand a year from now and a lot of people are wanting it well i'm obviously jacks i'm sure you'd probably relook at it again right absolutely Absolutely. Yeah, there you go. There's Let's a lot. Look, of, oh, oh, good. I was just going to say, there's a lot of things on the board. Sure, it's a big you know? board. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big board for sure. Absolutely. Uh, let's let's go to the one that I think a lot of people. I I, I, I don't know this, but I'd have to imagine that maybe like the nine millimeter series um, is going to be something that a lot of people are interested in. Is that is this one of your biggest sellers so far as the nine millimeter stuff? It's one of them, you know, yeah. um, we, we work with some competitive shooters, um, that have, you know, that go out and shoot, um, PCC matches. Yeah, and sure. So that's why we created the guardian series TCS barrel. Right. So in Let's match, take a grade, look at that one here, match grade nine millimeter. It's got the, the TCS tuning system. Obviously, the, the tuning system works better with more gas going through it. Sure, sure. Because that's how fluid dynamics work. Um, but the way we've set it up, we've got a short stroke system, um, and we actually have something new that has been in development. 
Um, a lot of the GOAT series rifles all have skeletonized BCGs. Really? So, you know, that helps with, you know, just really tuning the rifle and making the rifle smooth along Absolutely. with the gas release. So with the nine millimeter, we're working on a lightweight carrier to be mm. able to utilize a stealth recoil system that rides on the rod. So nice. at the moment we have a, a short stroke system uh, that we have in there and man, that thing is just so much fun to shoot. Put oh, a drop end trigger in it and yeah. you know, you're just getting on it. Mm. Um, I have zero issues with hitting a 200-yard steel plate. So Absolutely. Um, it's a ton of fun to shoot. The difference between the Guardian and the Shredder, for those that might be wanting out there. So the Shredder is going to have your custom grip, ambi-charging handle, drop-in trigger. That's going to be the upgraded model, if you will. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Our drop-in trigger is an adjustable from three to six pounds. Oh, nice. Um, nice. And when we got them, we, we polished the system so that, it, <coughs> so that it sits right on the wall. So our drop-in triggers are, you know, people just rave about our drop-in trigger and how amazing it is. So, and there's a lot of people who make amazing triggers. I, I have yeah. a talk about oh, yeah. all of sure. them, right? Um, yeah. But for price point in manufacturing, this was an amazing trigger for it. But yeah, Absolutely. that's the difference. The okay. Shredder is part of the GOAT series. Absolutely. Uh, our buddy Chris out there from the 740, he's a lefty, so he shoots from the wrong side of the rifle. But he does shoot PCC in competition. Uh, so he's maybe thinking for a competition. Uh, PCC is the AR9 lower ambi. And if not, are you planning on making one or can you make one if, if someone requests it? Oh, yeah, ah! you know, <laughs> we're talking about demand here. Like, there's so many weird yeah. lefties out there, but you know, I don't know. Listen, you know, one of the things people don't realize is that in the rifling system from the the barrel manufacturers, right? Yeah, the way the rifling is cut, it actually benefits lefties because the bullet is rotating into their front hand. I don't, 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 don't help Chris out. He, he, yeah. he's a left, he's, he's a weird left-handed guy. He doesn't need any help, you know? Yeah. So the yeah. lefties, you know, man, I have several of these from other manufacturers myself just because I like it. Um, yeah. But, you know, um, financially, um, you know, the expense in, in making the, the Ambi is, is up there. Um, and what I've found in, in, you know, the short, short time I've been in the industry is that a lot of people, uh, won't pay for it. Yeah. No, I hear you. So yeah. we end up holding a ton of product uh, mm -hmm. that people don't want. Um, you know, we can put Ambi, uh, you know, the Ambi charging handle in it. We can put the, uh, Ambi safeties, you know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, probably not anytime in the in the near future. Uh, maybe over the next twelve months. It's again another thing that's on the board for sure. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, this is maybe a question that uh, I I don't know if anyone's out there that has this question. Maybe they're a little nervous to ask it. I'm going to ask it uh, just in case someone does have this that doesn't needs to know the answer. So you said at one point that at this point. 
Uh, you cannot buy just the uppers, right? So right. if you if if you take your upper with the TCS barrel and all of that, and are you able to run it on another lower and still get the same benefit? If someone really has a lower that they love, but they want to utilize, they buy the whole rifle, but just switch out lowers. Is that possible? Yes, absolutely. I mean, okay. it's an AR-15 platform, right? It's still so middle spec, right? Yeah. It's You know, we try to make sure we have the best possible fittings. When you see that, you know, if you were to take an upper and put it on your favorite lower that you've built out, you know, I don't know who machined out that pocket. I don't, I don't know, you know. Um, but so theoretically have, and technically, it should function. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely going to function. I think what I was uh, referring to was kind of maybe a rattle. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. 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 So you don't you know it has been milled out. Yeah, sure. You may have to put a, a little, you know, spongy thing in the back to kind of take yeah. out rattle. You yeah. know, so that's why I don't, that's why I'm not selling uppers at the moment because yeah. so many people, you know, make lower receivers there's deals all everywhere you can get you know yeah. a strip lower we're all very handy these things are like legos sure you know most people can build out their own um so that's what concerns me is just you know if i was to sell an upper and someone got it and they put it on their lower and it it rattles right and then they know? come back and say oh this isn't you know yeah i was just thinking about for someone like let's just say like in, in a in a chris's position Yep. that might have a lower built out exactly and tuned exactly how he wants with that trigger and everything yeah, else but wants to take true. but wants to take the advantage of the TCS yep. uh, barrel Absolutely. with the best of all worlds theoretically should yes. it you know work so for out there that might want to think about that uh, buy the whole rifle and 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 do what you want to do but uh, yeah yeah absolutely will work and uh, you know I mean we're looking at a tunable barrel um, you know, in, in the BCG system, you know, it's all works in conjunction together. Yeah. Um, when we talk about gas, uh, yeah. you know, gas impingements. Yeah. But the nine millimeter, for sure. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. you just got to figure out because it's blowback on nine millimeter. So yeah. you've got your spring system, your short stroke, whatever you're doing to tune that um, recoil impulse out, you know. Yeah. Um, with ours, it just barely passes the magazine and loads the next round. So it's just oh, like, okay. Ding, 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 so it's, ding, it's ding, right there. Yeah. It's on point. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. And it's a little um, lower too. So if you want to click on that and bring it up, the photo of uh, it, the you shredder or guardian, it doesn't matter. They're all the same. Okay. When we're talking I, I, I like the looks of that shredder. That shredder is pretty badass looking. They're yeah, all so, pretty badass, but. The only thing you can't see is it's actually curved uh, at the mag well there. So when you're keeping your eye on the target and you're beer canning the mag in, yeah. what happens is is if you just barely miss, it hits that roll and yeah. literally rolls it right up in there and locks in place. So I see that. That's pretty cool. Would you just kind of zoom in on it? Yeah. Yeah. And we're looking at doing more of a, a straight wall as well, kind of a boxier look. So yeah. that's what's getting currently machined in the 45 and 10 mils. Oh, interesting. Nice. Yeah. So nice. then those who maybe want to try to utilize a magwell adapter or mm -hmm. something along that, you know, realm, they'll be able to do that. But um, we've sent this out to several manufacturers to create a, a magwell around for those PCC yeah. shooters that like to shoot competitively <laughs> with them. 
um, but no one's been able to finish the job. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's kind of go back. I think we've gone through most of the calibers. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you definitely want to get out of here? Uh, I mean, get, get uh, out to the, the public before we get out of here. You know, I think at the at the end of the day, the the TCS barrel technology, right? Yeah, oh, it's um, awesome. Yeah, it's you know what I would say is, uh, you know, if you have time, I would appreciate it if you would go to the T6 Firearms YouTube channel. And yeah, actually, I've got it right here. I've been putting the link out a couple different times. I'll put it out yeah. again in the chat for sure. And actually, just you know, and you can go through. You know, the Enforcer is the 308. The Growler mm -hmm. is the seven six two, and the Diablo is the you know two two three five five six. Yeah. So, and you can just kind of see now. None of these were tuned to any one of these individuals. Um, I pick a setting that each rifle gets shipped out with. So, oh, okay, I got when you. you. When you open it up out of the box, what I want is when you double tap the target, I want to show you the barrel dipping. Okay, so when you when someone gets one, it's not necessarily tuned for optimal. Uh, you want them to not yeah. only feel that dip and then play around themselves. So, guys, uh, if, you, if you when you get one of these and you, and you have a little dip, don't start blaming the rifle. He did that on purpose, <laughs> right? So, in the in the in the actual booklet that comes with it, the manual, we provide all those settings, right? And awesome. we tell you where you're starting within that realm of settings. So each individual will then double tap the target to get the distance between their first and second shot. And Every, it kind of goes from there and tells you what you should be setting it at. Right. So let's just say you double tap the target, your first round hits center, and then your second round hits low by the belly button right, mm -hmm. of the target. So you have too much downforce pressure. So essentially what you're going to do is open the manual and you're going to say, okay, well, this is where I'm starting and I have too much downforce pressure. I need to reduce it by 15%. So you can come down in a percentage or you can come down in data numbers and you pick that and then you change the washers around to those numbers and then you do it again. And what you're going to see is the second round Just impact closer is going to start getting closer and closer and closer. Um, I did this recently on the range with the two A boys and Grant, um, uh, Grant and James, one boy has just turned 10 years old mm -hmm. and the other boy just turned 15. Uh, James, the 15 year old, when we were done tuning his rifle, his holes were touching at 25 wow. yards. That's awesome. Um, or Grant, the, the young man who just turned 10, he has a half inch shot group. <laughs> everywhere every double tap he shoots it's about a half inch apart um you know and That's he's crazy. only going to get better and better oh yeah um, young, and especially getting home. used to this system it's only you're only going to get better the more you use the system as well yeah i would say that you should be able to have this completely zeroed out probably within 12 shots that's crazy yeah to how That's you awesome. shoot now every yeah. single time you pick up the rifle you don't have to double tap nope it's nice but, to double check every now and then. But when you fire one round, it doesn't move, and you literally watch the round impact the target. And if you yeah. wanted to make an adjustment, then you could send that follow-up shot a lot faster than you could on a normal oh, yeah. rifle system with an A2. 
Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm fascinated. I I, I think this uh, the, the TCS system is. Uh, we talk a lot of people talk about there's no more innovation and in and what is there left to do with an AR platform rifle? Everything's been done. Obviously not a, a an integrated brake system uh, into the barrel with these different like I mean these different washers. That it's uh, something that I've never heard of before. So I think it's amazing, um, amazing. Um, I'm going to give you a few minutes, Jax, to talk about uh, website, social media, maybe you know where people can reach you guys if they have questions. Um, give you a few minutes to talk about all of, of, of that realm. So where can people find you and all that good stuff? Sure, yeah. Um, you know, T6 Firearms on Instagram. Um, we try to, you know, we don't post a ton of stuff all the time. We, we try to get some stuff out there. I want to show you, you know, how the the systems are working. Some of the guns that we're shooting, um, you know, that's that's the biggest place. Uh, the YouTube uh, T6 Firearms on YouTube, um, you know, that's where we're going to post the technology, actually letting people shoot it, so you guys can see that stuff. Um, sure. If your local FFL dealers um, aren't carrying uh, any of these T6 rifle lines, um, you know. Tell them to get set up with Hyperion Munitions. And that's who is distributing the rifle systems. So they have all kinds of, you know, deals for the FFL dealers, you know, buy five, buy 10, whatever, buy 25, sure. um, you know, mix and match, whatever you do. But So you're not necessarily going to the distributor route. You're going direct to the dealers. Yeah. So Hyperion Munitions is the distributor of the T6 right. firearms rifle lines. Yeah fantastic so that that's that's great and this you know yes hyperion is the distributor but we're not talking like the big uh conglomerate distributors where you know you never know if you're going to have anything available right. you get a hold of hyperion they're going to they're going to be that representative um but it, it's it's going to be more of a, of a personal because i know casey and the guys yeah Hyperion, they're they're great people so uh that's fantastic i'm really glad that you guys are they're jumping on board that period they're, they're like i said they're good people uh, they're good friends of the channel good friends of mine personally so um uh, you know thomas and casey and all those guys over there are great people absolutely um we had an amazing time at shot show at range day this year yeah you know, we had a lot of people come out and filming um you know and i think if i could say anything about like the first words that people say um after firing a couple rounds is amazing Wow. You, can't, you, you can cuss if you want to. What do they really say? <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I mean, they're like, holy shit. Holy uh, shit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, shit. You know, a uh, couple F-bombs getting dropped there. You know, I mean, it's like, are you serious? Yeah. It's real. Like, what is this black magic kind of stuff <laughs> happening? Right. You know, so a lot of it is grins from ear to ear just being like unbelievable. Like, I've shot a lot Absolutely. of rifles in my life, but I've yeah. never felt anything like this. Um, so, you know, that's, those are all indications for me that, you know, what we've got is, is actually working, you know? Absolutely. Um, and, and the more people start to shoot them and get their hands on them, you know, it's, everybody wants to shoot it. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I have not shot one yet. Um, yeah. And after the last week or so, kind of looking in, and, and then tonight, 
Um, I can't wait. Uh, I got to get me one. So, I mean, I, I think that, I think, like, once again, the whole idea of, of an integrated break into the barrel, it's so kind of like outside. But then once you think about it, like, how could this have not been done until now? Like, it, right. it, it, it's, it's so simple and something that, like, that should have been done years and years ago. Why did no one think about that? Because it is brilliant. It's just something you think that's, that should, that could have been done already, you know? Well, what they were doing was they were pen and welding. This well, okay. Right. Still not it's not the same though. No, it's not the same, but that's essentially kind of how it was going, right? They would get a 13 and a half inch. You're just, now you're using right. one solid piece of steel and let, let's go with it, you know? Right. This is is a huge benefit to each individual person. And and, and that's yeah. what I would leave it off at is you know, we're going to have to get together so that you have an opportunity to, to bang on one of these and oh yeah and smash sure. the pedal, so to speak, right? Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to find time for sure. There's no yeah. doubt about that. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I see this, I see this uh, getting really spread out across the country. You know, yeah. uh, as people see the benefit of it, you know, yes, there's, you know, everyone's going to, you know, some people hate compensation systems, you know, and, and you're never going to change their minds. But um, I would tell you that we have a, a guy who's like, I'm a straight AK guy. Sure. And then he shot the TCS chambered in 762 by 39. And he never missed the plate as fast as he could pull the trigger. Yeah. And his first words out of his mouth was, you just converted me. That's so, big. There's, there's, and, and I love AKs. I actually enjoy. I, I love the AR platform. I think it's a superior platform, as far as just shooting. Right. I love shooting AKs, uh, but there's a lot of people that um, I think would be maybe at least open to the idea of maybe not converting necessarily, but at least trying and, and saying, "Well, I can live in both worlds at this point." Uh, a lot of companies have tried to do the 762 by 39 AR and haven't done it really well. Let's just be honest. Sure. Um, this sounds like it's actually going to work. <laughs> I'll leave you with one more quick story. Um, there's a, an FFL in Texas. She's mm -hmm. a former Marine. She was a medic. Mm -hmm. And she's uh, by Fort Hood. And I okay. built her the base rifle with just a standard mil-spec trigger in it. Yeah, uh, but it's got the TCS barrel. She tuned it to how she shot, and she was able to go out on their tactical range. And she goes once a month with her friend who runs it there at Fort Hood. Yeah, and her fastest time, let's just say, was twenty five seconds. Sure. She called me from there and said, "I just beat it by nine seconds." Holy cow! She said, I didn't have to stop and think of where my rounds were impacting. I already knew that both of them were sitting right beside each other. I don't have that means to muscle, a lot. I yeah. don't have to muscle the gun because if you try to muscle the gun, you're working against the mm -hmm. fluid dynamics of the gas coming out at those angles, right? Absolutely. So you just let it sit in the palm of the hand. There's no white knuckling. You yeah. just move the dot to the next target and move on. So that was impressive, and she sold like four of them immediately. Wow, so that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I can't wait. I can't wait to uh, 
to uh, try it out. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I can't, I can't I wait. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know there's a lot of people out there to be interested in. Like you said, uh, HyperiumMunitions.com. Click on the T6 Firearms. Go check them on Instagram. I've put in the chat many, many times the T6 Firearms YouTube channel. Go check that out. Um, what's up, Yehuda? Um, I am uh, um, really excited about, like I said, the, the rifles, they look cool and all of that. But sure. once again, when you start seeing innovation that just makes sense, and you like, it makes so much sense that it's like, how is it just now coming out? You know, 30 years into the AR game, uh, which is pretty amazing. It's, it's going to be great. So, guys, uh, go check out T6 Farms. Jax, thanks for coming on, my man. Uh, stick around. Crap. We're not leaving. We, I want to talk to you after the chat, a little bit in the after chat. Don't go anywhere. I, I can do my old thing. So, guys, go out there. Be more proficient with your firearms. Get to the range um, and, and just have a great time. Stay in tune what's going on with all the two-way legislators, both local, state, federal. Make sure that your elected officials and representatives are doing their job. If not, guess what? 2024 is an election year. We can take care of that shit pretty quickly. Uh, most importantly, guys, just enjoy your freedoms of being American, one of which is to keep in bare arms. We'll see you next week. Semper Fi. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We really do hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for supporting my channel, Ghost Tactical, and thank you for supporting our sponsors as well. Make sure you leave us a comment. Tell us what topic ideas you have, how good we're doing, how bad we're doing. More importantly, give us a good rating wherever you listen to this podcast. Make sure you check out all of our projects over on our website, ghosttactical.us. And thanks again for listening. Simplify.